This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. Hey everyone, it's Tania again, your host of Nia on Purpose. This is my ninth episode and I've already mentioned, if you guys follow my Instagram page, that this episode would be about forgiveness. Um, Stick into that, um, stick into my promise. So this episode is indeed about forgiveness and I want to start this episode off by doing some sort of trigger warning. I talk about a lot of things in this episode that may trigger a lot of feelings for different people, may affect, you know, your emotional stability while listening to this episode, and I just want everyone to know that I will be talking a a bit about sexual assault in this episode, so I will give another trigger warning right before I hop into that, but I did want to start off this episode by putting out that warning just for listeners that may not want to continue the episode. But again, I want to thank everyone so far for all your comments, all your support, um, listening. Um, I saw some ratings on Apple Music the other day. Thank you so much for those ratings. Please continue to do those. Um, Some comments left behind. It's always really nice to hear that what I'm saying on these episodes, what I'm doing, and my purpose behind it is being seen and being noticed and being appreciated. Um, But we'll go ahead, hop into um, this episode about forgiveness. Lately, I've noticed that I've been angry a lot. Um, And a lot of the times it's been misplaced anger, displaced anger towards people that didn't hurt me or didn't cause me to be angry. I have a lot of poor regulation of my feelings lately and... I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of that, get to the root of that, figure out why I've been this way and how to correct these feelings. I thought back again to like anger and why I'm so angry. I have never been an aggressive person by nature. Um, That's just not in me. Growing up and even in, you know, like high school, early college, I've always been someone that's super bubbly, super happy, wild a little bit, but never angry. I'm, that's not, if you see me angry, it's like, whoa, what's, what's going on? And so I don't like that personality trait that I've been exhibiting lately. So I want to, again, get to the root of it. After like looking back over the last, Lord, Honestly, probably the last six years, seven years, I've noticed it kind of seems to be a cycle, um, a cyclical process that I get stuck in after experiencing like a negative occurrence or some type of trauma and it's anger. And I don't, I don't know quite yet. And this is just me being transparent. I don't know quite yet how I correct that. As some of you may know, I've done of uh, this before in the past on a couple of my other episodes, but I like to look up 
words so that I know exactly what they mean and what they're defined as, as opposed to what I personally define them as. And so I did a quick Google search of forgiveness um, and its definition reads to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw or mistake. And I thought this definition was so interesting because I didn't know that the emotion that the definition stated was anger until I read the definition. And so it's really interesting because we could say that to we could say that forgiveness means to stop feeling sad towards someone for an offense, flaw or mistake. However, that definition says stop feeling angry. And that's what really did it for me. That's what really made my anger like click in my head like the why behind my anger and it's forgiveness and so I'd like to say that I'm the type of person that forgives people easily and lets it go and and washes my hands of the situation but that's not me at all I never thought that I was someone that holds grudges and I still don't know if that's how I would define it but After reading that definition, I realized that I am not forgiving. I'm not forgiving people for what they've done to me. I'm not forgiving myself for what I've done to myself or to others. And that's why I've been so angry. So that is (laughs) a goal of mine moving forward to ask for forgiveness and then also forgive those who have hurt me or caused me harm. This is my trigger warning, again, that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. I do want to warn everyone that I will be bringing up um, some really touchy subjects. And you can stop the podcast here or continue at your own willingness to listen. Um, But I will be talking about, from my recollection, one of the first times that I really had to experience having to forgive someone so the summer after my freshman year of college I remember that I got a job on campus working within residence life and I was so excited I got to stay on campus in Memphis I didn't have to go back home to Dyer (laughs) which is pretty exciting for someone that's not used to a big city and my sister was working part-time-ish at the library on our campus so she was kind of back and forth that summer from Memphis to Dyer back and forth back and forth for a little while I remember I don't remember specific dates to be honest with you but I remember sometime during that summer me and my sister went to a party together I don't recall how it all transpired but I do think that me and my sister were kind of trying to like ignore this guy, pay attention to someone else. He was kind of like not our favorite person at the time. So we went to this party and at the time I definitely was was partaking in underage drinking but I don't remember drinking too heavy at that point because I was still really young and I remember thinking that I wasn't going to drink a lot at that party. So we're at this house party. A bunch of our friends are there. A lot of people that we've met in band. 
I remember there was this guy I'd never, a couple, a few people that I'd never seen before, um, never met before. And I remember that I literally had like one of those wine coolers, the Seagram's, like a Jamaican me happy. <laughs> and I think I had one of the the clear Smirnoff ice ones as well. But that's not enough to get you drunk. And I remember there was another drink but I was not drinking on it like I was I had it like sitting on a table but I wasn't I wasn't drinking from it I wasn't like holding it in my hand like gulping it down or anything like that it was there for when I got let's say thirsty I remember at some point during the party I just started dozing off never really got sleepy at a party with loud games and music but I did that night and my sister was in the kitchen with the another guy talking and I so happened to be like falling asleep leaning on this guy again that I'd never met before and I remember we had for sure flirted a little bit during the night like you know entertained each other's company but nothing past like a few giggles here and there a few smiles you know what I mean another one of my friends at the party had told me to he was he was trying to wake me up and he was telling me to go check on my sister because she was in the kitchen alone with some guy that none of us either knew or trusted and so I remember I got up and I went to check on her and she was like I'm good I'm good I was like, okay. And I remember that I was trying to go back towards the living room where all my friends were. And the guy that I had been talking to that night pulled me to a bedroom instead. During our interaction in the bedroom, I remember him asking me to do things. I remember, I remember being non-responsive. I remember I felt like I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. And maybe that was just a fight, flight, or freeze type of moment for me. And I just chose to freeze. But I remember feeling really, really sedated. Like really just really, really drowsy. And he proceeded to rape me. I remember at one point my sister busted in the room and the guy that she was with was behind her and then the guy that was in the room with me yelled at them to get out because they were ruining a beautiful moment. And they left. I don't remember how long... We were in the room, but I remember that another one of my friends ended up coming in the room and helping me get my clothes on and carrying me out of the house party and into another friend's car. I remember being dropped off at the residence hall that I was staying at that summer 
And I remember one of my coworkers and one of my really close friends now was like, what's going on? She saw me downstairs pretty much in distraught. She's like, what's going on? And I remember I told her, I don't even know his name. I don't understand what really just happened. I was still very drunk, still really confused. And immediately her and another one of our friends were like, let's take you to the hospital. Um, and so I had gotten a rape kit done and all of those things right after. Talked to some type of like, I don't know, victim advocates or social workers. I don't know really who they were. Um, I, like I said, it was all, all a blur and I remember that it had been reported to the university and then I remember police getting involved and a lot of my friendships were strained and it got intense um at the time I don't really remember why I blamed anyone but the person that raped me but at the time it was really hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that my sister saw it my friends knew I was in the bedroom with some man and left me there or allowed me to stay in there for so long and so I said this story to say that I had a really hard time forgiving the wrong people I had really strange relationships with some of my closest friends, including my sister. And that was summer 2016. Me and my sister continued to have a terrible, terrible relationship. Um, it just seemed like we were always arguing, never getting along. And... Um, I just didn't know what to do with all of that anger. And then I remember we were going down to 201 Poplar, which for all my Memphians, I know y'all know where that is. Um, 201 Poplar is the jail in Memphis. But we were going there speaking with um, maybe like a, a district attorney, a prosecutor, an investigator, trying to get all the facts and to press charges. I remember for a really, really long time, I was talking back and forth, back and forth with this investigator, one of the most impactful men in my life. He probably doesn't even know that. And I remember we finally did like, we had to do like a whole lineup. I had to pick him out of a lineup. I think that's when I was talking to maybe a district attorney. I don't recall. It was, it's been a while. I don't remember the lady's title, but I remember that 
At one point, she asked me and my parents to leave the room and that she wanted to talk to my sister alone. And we heard her yelling at my sister, saying things like, why didn't you protect your sister? You're supposed to have her back. And that's when I went into sister mode and I was like, it's not her fault. My parents told the lady it's not her fault. And I think that was a turning point in who I was struggling to forgive. After that, I think it was still really hard for me to handle all the emotions I had in me. And so I was still angry. But after that, I, in my head, I forgave my sister. And then um, we were planning to go to trial at some point, And the guy ended up taking a plea. Um, he pled guilty to aggravated assault. And that was that. Um, and the reason we ended up being okay with him taking the plea was because during the whole process, my sister passed that next year, that next summer. And so I don't know how many of my listeners are familiar with court and the justice system and trials and things like that. But things like this take a really long time. And so it had been a whole year and my sister had just passed and we were just kind of like, we can't take any more trauma. We can't deal with any more trauma right now. And so we went ahead and just like, okayed the plea, the plea deal. That was definitely one of my first experiences with forgiveness, who to forgive, I guess, and the release of the anger that comes from forgiveness. And as I reflect now, I still think that there's been incident after incident, trauma after trauma that prevents me from forgiving someone for one reason or another. And that's why I continue to be angry. I remember when my sister passed, one of the hardest things for me to realize was like, I didn't tell her I forgave her. I think she knows I forgave her. I think like, for my sake, I just wish I had said that before she passed away. As I think about forgiveness and forgiving people, I also think about forgetting. Everyone always says forgive and forget or forgive or forget. Can you do both? Do you do one or the other? Do you do either of them? So I also did a Google search of forget and these definitions were quite obvious after I read them, but in the back of my head, I was like, wow, do I really want to forget? And so the I found two of them. And so the first one is simply to fail to remember. Um, and then the second one is to put out of one's mind, um, to seize, to think or consider. And so when I think when we debate forgive or forget, I 100% will say forgive over forget. Forgive and never forget, maybe? I don't know. That's one I'm still trying to figure out. Because I think that we should always remember the things that have happened to us. Who did those things? Why they did those things? If we can figure that out. And how you move from there. Um, because if we forget, then we give that person the opportunity to continue to do that to us. I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to the choir because I'm struggling with forgiveness right now as we speak.
when I realized that I was angry at the wrong person and working towards forgiving the wrong person, I realized that I was also, in the same sense, not working towards forgiving the right person, which complicates things even more. I'm putting all of my energy into all of this displaced anger towards my sister when, in all honesty, that anger should have been towards the person that raped me. So here I am, after my sister's gone, trying to figure out why I was so mad at her and not mad at him. A scenario that I think about a lot is how do we forgive those that never ask for forgiveness? The 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 guy that raped me will never ask for forgiveness. The other people in my life that have hurt me probably won't ever ask for forgiveness. How do we forgive those people without them asking for forgiveness? And I think that that is something that we have to find within our own hearts and within our own like souls to have the power to do. Because forgiving people who do ask for forgiveness is incredibly hard, let alone those who don't even consider asking for forgiveness or those who aren't even sorry at all. I ask myself, like, have you, have you forgiven the people that hurt you? And I encourage all of my listeners to do the same. Have you forgiven the people that hurt you? I know I haven't, again, because I'm angry. What does forgiveness look like? And then also, have you asked for forgiveness from those that you've hurt? One thing I've learned about being angry and holding in a lot of emotions instead of releasing them is that hurt people hurt people. I've been hurt all this time, and so I could be unintentionally dragging people through the mud with me simply because I'm down. And I definitely think that the people that I'm dragging through the mud deserve forgiveness, or I'm sorry, deserve to be asked of forgiveness as much as I feel like I need to forgive those who hurt me. I hope that makes sense. On this episode, I could go on and on about who's hurt me, if they deserve forgiveness. But there are a few things that I think that we should take into consideration when thinking about forgiveness. And asking for forgiveness And then committing the same act again or committing a similar action that requires forgiveness again is forgiveness in vain. And so if you are either doing that to someone or if someone is continuously, repeatedly hurting you over and over again, asking for forgiveness after every occurrence and then doing the same thing again that forgiveness is is vain it means nothing as i close out i just kind of want to bring back up the questions that i mentioned earlier have you forgiven the people that hurt you 
And what does that look like? For me personally, I have no idea what that looks like. And I'm 100% willing to figure out what that looks like. I'm honestly a bit confused because I think in my mind, I try to forgive people. I try to accept what's been done to me and move past it. But clearly something within me is not forgiving. As I take on this goal, I hope all of my listeners do the same and make sure that when you are working on forgiveness, make sure that you're not displacing that anger onto people that didn't make you bleed. Make sure you're working towards forgiving the people that actually hurt you and not the ones that are trying to build you up. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Nia on Purpose. Thanks again for listening to Nia on Purpose. My goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love, hope, compassion, and peace. I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more. Be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time. And remember, it was always on purpose.